Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yin, and my host name is DJ Bossy Lady. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. In studio here with me is DJ Alexicon. Woot woot. And hovering around somewhere in the stratosphere is DJ Johnny Woo. I have a feeling that he will not show up tonight. I have a feeling, too. I think he's doing something else, really. Not in the stratosphere, but in the back room. (laughs) And uh, for our new listeners, uh, his nickname, or I'm sorry, his DJ name is uh, Ghost Host because he sometimes passes through the wall silently and pops on the show briefly to say something and disappears again. That's right, and you will hear him. He effervesces away. (laughs) But anyway, before we introduce our special guests this week, DJ Alexcon, do you have anything interesting in the week? Um, nothing, nothing big. It's just that, um, uh, just seeing a lot of snow, as you know. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes. I hurt my It's back. not like, you know, we're not used to it, but it kind of shocks us every year, you know. Yes. We, I've been living in this place for more than 20 years, and, you know, it still shocks me that, you know, sometimes. Because it's not gradual. It's like it's sunny one day, then boom, two it's feet like of snow. It's <laughs> feast or famine for the past few years, you oh, know. Oh man, Yeah. There's but, no study. You know, I'm lucky I live in an apartment, so and I have an <laughs> underground garage, so I, I don't really have to. But I do um, like uh, do my friends' favors and uh, use their snowblower to clear out their driveways. Oh, so you get your exercise that way too? I do get my exercise. Like that's when you I'm, came over to trim the bushes at my house. Yes, and <laughs> that's why my arms are hurting because I didn't know that you still have to push those uh, snowblowers. Uh-huh. You know, it, they move by themselves, but sometimes they get stuck and I have to lift them and push them. And, yep. But overall, it's a fun experience, just that, clearing them out. That's how I get my workout in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, let us introduce our special guests today. We have Cindy in this corner. Hello. Hi, everyone. And then we have Raleigh over here in this corner. Hi. How are you? And these are friends of DJ Alexicon. So right. uh, <laughs> would you like to introduce us to your organization and tell us a little bit about yourselves? Okay. Uh, my name is Raleigh Santos, and I'm currently the... Uh, President and co-chair of the uh, Asians and Friends Cleveland, which is basically a social organization that promotes and supports the LGBT community in a positive way. And you were telling me earlier that you were planning to do a, um, a Lunar New Year event right. on February 21st. Exactly. Now, is this open to the entire community? Definitely. Okay. And uh, in fact, you know, we have a uh, website. Okay. Can I plug it in? Absolutely. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> it's actually afcleveland.org. Okay. And basically, we are the uh, sole, uh, how do you call this, organization that uh, hosts the uh, Lunar New Year. Okay. Every mm-hmm. year. We've been doing this since 1995. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, um, on the average, uh, we have over a hundred people, basically wow. from the LGBT community as well as from uh, everybody. That is okay. great. Is that the local Cleveland or? Uh, yes. Okay. In fact, this is uh, there are different chapters in different uh, cities. Uh, we have chaps like, for example, in Washington D.C. There's a big group there in Chicago as well as in San Francisco. 
but uh, we have been uh, in, in existence since 1995. Wow. And it's a, a good uh, variation is uh, actually from uh, the LGBT community because, you know, we get a different version uh, in, in the sense that, you know, we promote the cultural aspect okay, of the Asian community mm-hmm. as well as the other side, which is the LGBT side. Okay, So we serve as a support group too, especially for, you know, uh, people who just came in uh, mm-hmm. to the city uh, with that kind of perspective. So in many ways, we are sort of like a family to them. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the Asian some Asian cultures can be seen as extremely conservative. Right. Do you find that it's difficult for a lot of people that are part of this culture to come out? Well, you know, it all depends. You know, if they're actually from here, okay, then, you know, there's some issues about that, you know, and about we respect whatever their uh, individual decision is. But, you know, the whole purpose of our group is basically as an outlet, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in terms of, like, you know, social group, mm-hmm. okay? And as much as possible, we would like to promote it in a positive way, okay, so that, you know, different, like, you know, cultural uh, shows, events, parties, you know, things like that. And that's the only way for me to make sure that, you know, they're part, they belong, okay, yeah. or being part of the community. I think if if someone is new to the city, mm-hmm. the, you know, and I, I know a lot of people who go to different or migrate to different cities and they don't know anybody, I think this should be a good group to join if you want to make friends and be familiar with Cleveland, right? Exactly. In fact, you know, uh, I remember when uh, we did uh, host the uh, Asian event, okay, for the Gay Games uh, last. Uh, oh yeah. When was that? Like uh, oh, June, just last year, August, yeah. August, right? Yeah. Okay, and uh, it's very interesting because you know there were some people there that were actually from here, okay, mm-hmm. who de- never really realized that oh, there's a group like this. You know what I mean? So you know, it's very uh, how do you call this inviting and. Uh, how do you call this? Uh, it's really good that, you know, we're out there, okay, S- yeah, uh, supporting all these uh, people. But probably they don't know yet, okay? But, you know, these are some of the ways in order for us to connect with the community. So do you meet regularly to plan these events? Or yes. Or is it just uh, whenever there is um, an event that comes up that, I'm sorry, let me rephrase it. Do you meet regularly as a, in a support group manner, or is it just that you get together to plan events for people to come and join? Okay. Now, uh, in fact, we have a board uh which we meet like on a monthly basis. We have a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay, within that business meeting, we also like you know add the social part of it, which is basically a movie night. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, in that way, you know, people can socialize. Mm-hmm. Okay, and get to meet other people. But basically, within that business meeting, okay, we you know talk about you know planning events. Okay, as well as like for example this uh, annual uh, Lunar New Year, and then we. Uh, stretch it out to the whole community. Like, for example, if there's a big event like the Gay Games, then we try to participate, okay, as well as during the, I think, the Cleveland International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so Cleveland Pride. Uh, at Cleveland Pride, okay, we also have a booth there. So we try to be part of the community, okay, and, you know, basically to look at the Asian community, Asian culture, but in the LGBT perspective. I gotcha. So what is different, like, uh, from the LGBT perspective as opposed to um, a, a non-Asian perspective when looking at Asian culture? Okay, well, you know, I mean, there are different ways of looking at it, okay? One is there are some people who really love Asian culture, okay? And, you know, at some point, you know, I mean, basically it's like probably in a way it's a way to, you know, meet partners, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if your interest in, is in the Asian uh, community or 
Asian people, then mm-hmm. you know, that's the best way to, to look at it, you know. But, you know, in a bigger perspective, it's it's a support group, okay? So there are some people who are couples, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like Asian and non-Asian or Asian and Asian, okay, that likes to be part of the community too. So we have a lot of, like, you know, uh, members as well as, like, you know, people who attend this kind of, like, our uh, events that are basically interested in just making friends, okay, you know, uh, for the LGBT as well as, you know, to look at the cultural aspect of it. Because, you know, I mean, whether you are straight or gay, I mean, the culture is still there. It's the same, Mm -hmm. okay? But it's just a way to show that, hey, there are other kinds of gay people, not necessarily like, you know, white people, but also Asian people. Gotcha. Now, you said the organization was founded in 1995. What inspired the founding, I'm sorry, what inspired the inception of this organization? Okay, well, actually... uh, I remember this very well because, you know, I was just, I started here in Cleveland. That's my, my, my first year here. You know, I got a job actually in a college and oh. I keep on thinking to myself, hmm, okay, I have a friend in Chicago who also is a member of Asians and Friends. Okay, then we went to like Pittsburgh and they have a big one. And it's fun because, you know, that's the only way for me to meet other people, you know, like looking forward uh, for things instead of like going to the bars. Although during that time, you know, yeah. the time when, you know, I was still young and I love to go to those kind of things. But, you know, as you get older, you know, you like to be more involved with the social, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the community. And I found that, you know, in other groups, they belong to the community. They are active, like, for example, in Gay Pride. Uh, they do, you know, other events. Okay, Lunar New Year, they have that. And, you know, it gives you an outlet, okay, in terms of, like, you know, how you connect to the social uh to the community at large, basically. And that's how I started it. It's like, hmm, maybe let's have an, our first meeting, mm-hmm. you know? And then that's when it started, and the rest is history. So are you the president of the yes, board? Right. Okay, I guess I should have asked that. What is your position? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one of the most important questions. And I'm assuming you're on the board too, Cindy? Yes, I'm a treasurer of the board. Awesome. So she handles all the money, That's and then you tell her what position. to do. <laughs> She's the bean counter. Wait, DJ Lexicon, weren't you the treasurer of something sometime, somewhere? No, that that's, that was in college, International Students Association. Oh, oh you're, 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 wait, didn't you do something with Dragon Boat that was, like, treasurer-related? No, I'm the, I'm the captain. You're the captain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just... <laughs> I'm the captain and the co-captain. Uh-huh. We have no treasurer because I collect the money during each Okay, practice. so that's why I was That's confused. why yeah. Aaron was saying... He was uh, talking about you buying T-shirts and yes, that you had yes. to sign off on it or something exactly. like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what do you see for the future of your organization? Uh, e- either one of you. I just... General question? Um, for the future, um, we have um, been in Cleveland for like... Um, 20 years mm-hmm. and um, so we're a pretty stable organization and um, we continue to um, provide support to the um, LGBT Asian mm-hmm. um, that come to Cleveland and also um, you know just make the group bigger mm-hmm. you know um, increase the membership and also um, um, create more activities mm-hmm. and cultural and also the fun parts too so so, uh, on the topic of Asian culture, what are your Asian backgrounds? Okay. Uh, I'm Filipino. Woo! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like DJ Lexicon. <laughs> Sorry, I'm biased. <laughs> and I'm um, from Hong Kong. Okay. So, Chinese. Were, Chinese. You, were you born in the U.S. or were you, did you um, immigrate here? Um, I'm immigrate here. And I'm assuming the same? Yeah, I'm I- immigrate to 
Okay. I mean, I'm, I was born in the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. Like DJ Alexa Gotten. <laughs> Just like me. How did you guys meet this interesting man over there? Oh, oh I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell the story, Rolly. Okay. I'll tell the story. Uh, Rolly and I met at the Cleveland International Film Festival. Oh, okay. We were festival. watching a movie and I saw him and then I just started talking to him. I think that's he how I remember it. A lot. <laughs> He just talks to people, even people who don't. And then I forget who I talk to, and then we keep seeing each other on the Cleveland International Film Festival. And I think when I first met him, he just started talking to me too. I'm like, yeah. I think I've seen you around. See, there you go. <laughs> and uh, Raleigh and I have a lot of common friends around. Uh, Raleigh is in the east side, I'm in the west side, and we have friends yeah. in between. So Common friends, basically. Yeah. Filipino friends or yes. Asian friends Asian. in general? Yes, ah. Asian friends. Now, do you cook? I love to cook. See, he's already better than you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I bring the ingredients. He brings the ingredients. Uh, and he comes late to the party, so then the host has to start cooking in the middle of the party. So <laughs> I, I bring uh, great ingredients, prime. He ingredients. does. That is very true. <laughs> now, uh, what upcoming events do you have after the Lunar New Year? Like anything for the summer season, because oh, I don't really like to go anywhere when it's cold well, out. We're currently planning <laughs> things right now, okay, mm -hmm. but uh, we hope that we could be actively participating for the uh, Cleveland International Film Festival. Okay. If there's a film that will come out that is in the LGBT 10% cinema, okay. station, then you know we'd like, we would love to be part of the discussion. Okay? Yeah. Because we used to do that before. Every time there's an. Uh, for all those who do not know, Cleveland International Film Festival has uh, different segments. They have like local heroes where local film uh, directors are highlighted. And they have this uh, a segment of film called 10%. And it's uh, the target of these films are LGBT themed. And Why do they call it 10%? I don't know, really. But that's what it is. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what they call name. it. And uh, Do you know the answer? Well... You know, the scientific uh, assumption is that, you know, 10% of the population is gay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. So, so whenever, I remember in the past years, whenever my friends and I are going to watch uh, some LGBT films, we, we, we go, uh, you, you have any 10% in your list? <laughs> Do in my movies 10% Yeah, because the 10%. Uh, I, that's a good question. Yeah. So that's, that's you know, that's, that's what we call it. Oh, you mean that's a general question people ask? I thought you were no, asking. No, in CIF. <laughs> not, not outside Cleveland International okay, Film so Fest because they like wouldn't understand you, okay, that. Yeah, well, when you you're mean. watching, what are your 10% films that you're going to watch this year? So you know, I'm probably going to put my foot in my mouth here. But I was having a somewhat – I wasn't really inebriated fully, but there were drinks involved. And I was having a conversation with some of my friends. And it started off with a conversation about global warming, which can be a touchy subject. I believe in it personally. And then it came to the conversation of overpopulation. And then it somehow ended up being the, the prevalence of, of – um, gay people in the community and I sided with the argument that they exist as part of an evolutionary um, what was the term it, it was a necessity for evolution because our planet is becoming overpopulated and that people need to stop <laughs> reproducing <laughs> so very, I've never heard uh, this um, stance of yours there before. were drinks involved <laughs> I need to uh, imbibe you some more to get some of this uh, similar <laughs> Let's say it was with some of my more eccentric philosophical friends, and they, um, I, I, they're, I mean, yes, they have degrees in philosophy, but I would say that some of their uh, theories are a little bit out of whack, but amusing, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry, you had something to say. No, no, no. Okay, 
I actually just forgot my... Oh, so I mentioned earlier, I was uh, randomly earlier today was uh, looking on Facebook and I noticed the profiles of two of my friends from college and I met them freshman year. They're my new friends. We were in this class together and uh, I knew that they were both gay. One was a girl, one was a guy and the three of us, because we were all freshmen, we hung out together a lot, but I had my own group of friends and so I would go off from time to time and they would always be together. So all the other people in my class are like, hey, she's kind of cute. Is she dating that one guy? I'm like... No. And then the girls are like, hey, he's kind of cute. And the, is, is he dating this one girl? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, But they're always together. But eventually, before senior year, they came out. Everybody's like, oh, okay. So they finally understood. They kind of had their own little community going. Yes. It's funny because I was thinking about that literally like yesterday. And here we are today. Yeah, I was thinking about something. Yeah? Well, well yeah. I, I, um, I was thinking about the teens today. Who, who don't know if they're gay or not. You know, um, in the U.S., it's different. In a different country, it's different. And then it, I, I think, it's just my guess, that uh, if they know, find out who they are and they realize that they're gay and then they don't have any support group. And sometimes I think that a lot of these kids are lost when they go to college and, you know. Because I've been reading a lot of, um, it so happens that there's a lot of, teen suicides happening actually that did remind me about the story about the transgender boy who is felt, is her name Leela Alcorn I honestly can't remember yeah because uh, I just said uh, this is the latest episode of People magazine and I was reading interesting it, and it was really really very depressing very actually, depressing did you say Alcorn Alcorn yeah is that's that the writer uh, no, that's the per- that's the person oh, who committed suicide, Leela Alcorn. I read an article by an Amanda Alcorn today. Oh. That's really interesting. According um, to this article, he's she's a transgender teen, but mm-hmm. her family is very religious. Mm-hmm. So they keep telling her, "Oh, um, you know, God will help you." Blah blah blah. But deep inside her, she knows that she's not she's not a boy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of depressing that you know the family is pushing her to change, but and, and then in her suicide note she said that hey this is me and you know I'm not getting help from anybody and it's really just uh it's it's really heartbreaking. And, yeah, that story's from a couple of weeks ago. I do remember she thanked a lot of people for yes. helping her, but she did not thank her parents. No, no. Actually, I I think she, she, he would be prefer to be called a she, but. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I call I, her a she because a lot. If I have friends who identify with that gender and yeah. they tell me that please call me a she, then I, I call them a she. In in her suicide note, and I quote: uh, "The only way I will rest in peace is if one day transgender people aren't treated the way I was. Fix society, please." And you know, I think this is another argument about nature versus nurture. Um, nature says one thing, but of course, actually, not even really nurture because there's still chemicals and hormones in your brain that could dictate that you feel that you should be a certain way. Yeah. Uh, what is your take on this? Um, I think um, we should provide you know, a lot of support to transgender, um, especially mm-hmm. teen, mm-hmm. because um, they go through a lot during the teenage years, mm-hmm. and they are finding themselves, their identity, especially gender identity. Mm-hmm. If they were born as a boy and then but inside what they think is a girl so I mean there's a conflict so always they have a tough time getting um, people around them mm-hmm. to um, support them and also um, um, being to be able to help them go through the transition so 
I think is um, very important um, for transgender to to bring awareness from the society to learn about transgender people. Now, what do you think about? Okay, we're talking about celebrities. No, before now. we continue, what is a transgender? That's a good question. Yeah, because sometimes <laughs> I I'm, I think I knew and then I don't. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, um, transgender is an umbrella term. Um, for the people who um, gender identity is different from the sex they assign at birth. Mm -hmm. So that means if a person born as a boy and then they transition to be a woman, so that means they are transgender women. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, that means um, someone born as a, uh, a girl mm -hmm. and transition to a man, they are transgender men. Now, surgery for such procedures can be really expensive and highly controversial. The doctors who practice in this field are not, not very well known, um, which I guess could say could lead to like a r risky procedures. I'm not saying that these doctors don't know what they're doing. Now, to have somebody feel the need to go through these risky procedures shows that there definitely is something that's beyond just a passion to be a certain way. It's, it's almost like something that's like a call of nature. Mm -hmm. Do you know anybody who's ever dealt with that kind of, oh, I don't know, situation before, I guess? Um, yeah, I have a lot of um, transgender friends. Mm -hmm. um, some have a surgery called um, sex reassignment surgery, mm -hmm. SRS. Um, they have gone through the whole process. Um, having the surgery is kind of affirming. Mm -hmm. um, they finally belongs to the gender they can identify I, with. Um yeah, a good friend of mine from high school and grade school, I, I know that she went through that whole uh, process. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah? she's a full woman now. As a teenager? As, uh, I think as an adult, not as a okay. teenager. But when we were in grade school, we knew that uh, she was gay because I went to an all-boys school. So we pretty much know who were, who were t tending to, to be uh, gay when they grew up. And she told me that um, it, it was a year, this, uh, the uh, yeah. gender reassignment uh, operation. And a lot of those are um, psychological assessments. Uh, well, are, are there assessment. microsurgeries or is it just the hormones and the psychological It's assessments? a combination. There's no microsurgery. It's, it's a one, hormone one therapy and constant um, appointment with the psychologist just to be sure that, uh, hmm. you know, uh, as uh, Cindy said earlier, sometimes it's not, it, it's all in, how do you describe this? The, the psychologists need to be sure that you really are thinking that you're a woman, mm -hmm. that you're oh, ready for it. Right, right. They also, um, psychology also, um, to find out any other mental health issues the yes. person have you know, beside the transition part. So. Right, right. <laughs> so make sure yeah. that person is not crazy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because we were, we were talking about it and we were laughing and... She was telling me that, well, yeah, before I started the uh, reassignment surgery, I already knew 100% that I'm a woman. So uh, she really didn't have any problems. Her doctor gave her the okay. and um, That's true mm -hmm. because sometimes there might be somebody who's psychologically disturbed and they want the surgery to kind of either escape their past yeah, or right. to transference of something else. And it's really a good conversation for me because uh, people might think that, oh, they just do the surgery immediately without yeah, going no. through these steps. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like that. I um I guess uh, what I was bringing up about celebrities earlier was Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's daughter Shiloh wants to be called John and dress like a boy and I and they yeah like, I actually read about that too you did yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, come on it's Brad Pitt hey, I follow uh, their kids know. are everywhere <laughs> so. 
But it wasn't just that. It was um, there were a couple of articles where dads let their sons wear uh, dresses and shiny shoes, and I'm like, that's great. I mean, <laughs> I'm about to tell a really embarrassing story about myself. Yeah, but when you think about like the Asian culture, it's like you can't really do that. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I like to talk about that. Uh, I like to talk about. I that. put because my brother in a dress. He didn't like it. <laughs> he was two yeah. and he was tripping and running. There's, yeah. There's always a uh, not controversy, but our our culture, our Asian culture, is all tend to be always conservative. So um, I know the Filipino side. Drolly knows. <laughs> you know, growing up, the Philippines is a conservative country with 80% being Roman Catholic. And sometimes there's a stigma attached to it, being gay. And uh, here in the U.S., it's different. You know, it's different here. I think it's natural to be curious about the other gender. I mean, I don't really think that Shiloh slash John... Is, I don't know, it's really hard to say. But I mean, when I was two years old, I was wondering what the difference between a boy and a girl was. I had a cousin who was two years older, and he was a lot of pee standing up. So guess what I tried and didn't Ooh. work? <laughs> I was two. I was two years old. <laughs> I was two years old. So, I mean, yeah, I was naturally curious. We don't have to describe curious. it. Our listeners will have their imagination and what oh, happened. Oh, come on. It was like an infant. You know, and like, oh, well, at least back then in China, babies in the summertime ran around without diapers anyway. So. <laughs> I don't know if they do anymore. <laughs> Um, so we're at the half point in our uh, radio show. We're going to take a brief break. DJ Lexicon's going to play some music. We're going to come back, talk about some current events, and we'll carry on with our interview. Any preference of music, DJ uh, Bossy Lady? Hmm. I think you played all of my dance songs. Alan Mohan. And I, 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 uh, I discovered one song. I don't know the title this afternoon. It Was it one of my dance songs? Yeah. I forgot the title. It? It. It's Can like, you sing it? I, I, just, was it in Chinese? just titled Yin <laughs> It's probably the sword dance song. Uh, it probably is. You should play that one. It's nice. All right. Do, 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 do. Okay. I'll yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. it. that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's the sword dance song. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in 10 minutes. Ish. <laughs>
right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Asia Town Voice, with OCA's Asia Town Voice. My name is Yun Tang, DJ Bossy Lady. In house is DJ Alexicon. Woot woot. We are an hour long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday for one hour. At 7 p.m., this program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' community, culture, education, and events in Northeast Ohio. OCA Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices, choices. to you. Thank you so much. I was trying to uh, to uh, to harmonize. <laughs> Are you ready? Many voices with many choices to, to you. you. <laughs> All right, that was a nice attempt there. And DJ Alexicon, will you be doing the special events corner today? I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I have nothing big. Just talk about the 28th, the CSU one. What's with that? The CSU Confucius Institute. I think you should local. be the one talking about that. <laughs> All right. I will be doing DJ Alexicon's Corner today. The first big event coming up is on February 28th. That is the CSU Confucius Institute in conjunction with local Cleveland organizations are pulling off a large Lunar New Year celebration. It will be at Cleveland State um, at the convention center. Yeah, I think so. It, should, it will be at Cleveland State. <laughs> it is from... I believe noon to 4 p.m. There'll be crafts, there'll be food, there'll be booths and things going on. So you should go and check it out. You should. Up next, March 7th, that is also a Saturday, and as well as the 27th of February is a Saturday. Uh, March 7th is the Cleveland Public Libraries event. They usually begin a little bit before noon. I would say it's safe to get there by 11 o'clock. Parking is $5 across the street, or if you're lucky, there's free parking on the street. And the event goes until about 2 to 3 p.m., and there's lots going on. There's crafts, there's storybook reading, there's performances. I will be there dancing. Come and catch me. Oh, <laughs> catch her. She's like a butterfly. <laughs> it's pretty difficult. <laughs> and then on uh, March 14th, do not forget... Oh, that's already passed. Never mind. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are done with DJ Alexicon's event corner today. Thank you. <laughs> completely taken over by DJ Bossy Lady. We are back to our interview, and with us is Cindy and Raleigh from the Friends of Cle- Asians and Friends. Asians and Friends of Cleveland. There we go. So before we went off uh, and took our break, we left on kind of a somber note, talking about the teen. Um, her name was Leslie Alcorn. Uh, her name is uh, Leela Alcorn. Leela Alcorn, and how sad it is, you know, for somebody that young to be taking her life. Now, what can you share with us stories of your own personal stru- struggles once you realize? Uh, I mean, what was it like to realize that you were gay? I mean, yeah, uh, you know what? I was about to ask that. When did they first realize that they're not a boy? Was it like a sudden thing or was it a gradual process? No, for me, it's not really sudden because I remember ever since I was five years old, I was dressing up, you know, in uh, girls' clothing. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Did and you enjoy that when you were doing yeah, it? I love it. See? Okay. So, you know, it's just natural for me, okay? But then again, you know, as you, I mean, my parents tolerated, you know, they don't really make an Aww. issue out of it, okay? But, you know, as you grow up, there was an issue, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, there are issues, you know, peer pressures, like, you know, from college, uh, from hi- uh, high school, you know how it is, like, you know, like uh, the DJ uh, Alex. Yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, I'll back him up on this one after he finishes uh, the story. Went to, you know, an all-boys school, 
So, you know, I mean, the fact that, you know, we're only like two or three of them that's like kind of like different from the rest, you know, and I mean, you get all this bullying. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's basically one of the reasons why, you know, it's card your, you know, emotions basically, okay? Plus the fact there's also pressure from, you know, families and friends saying, oh, you got to straighten up, you know? And like the community that. in general. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, those kind of things, you know, scarred your emotions over time. But um, generally, you know, the Filipino community is pretty much open to the, you know, to gay, uh, to, uh, to gay, gay stuff. Okay? Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, I mean, if you go there to the Philippines, there's a pageant in every town, mm -hmm. okay, gay beauty pageant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's tolerated, but, you know, I mean, when you think in terms of, you know, the religion or uh, Christianity per se, I mean, it's something different. So it's almost like, you know, kind of like dual, mm -hmm. okay, in many ways. Yeah. Alex is telling you to speak more towards into the microphone. He that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to look at Cindy. <laughs> um, no need to look at Yen. Right. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I would back Rolly on this one because um, I grew up in the Philippines too, just like him. And uh, it was really a bullying environment, as I remember. I mean, I did not bully. You know, a lot of people made fun of... Uh, I also went to a boys' school. Mm -hmm. And there's not... When you were younger, you make fun of them. But then as you grow older, and it, it's just... Okay, we know that they're gay. They play volleyball. And that's, that's the stigma in my school. When you play volleyball... You're like gay. Really? Yeah, I know. It's it's so wrong, right? <laughs> I play volleyball. <laughs> but 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 that was the stigma, and um, you get bullied uh, a lot. You know, I, I hope it's not physical, but it, it's more of emotional. You know, uh, your friends call you names, as I observed, and um, you know, it, it, so, some of them cry, some of them don't have friends, some of them kind of became social outcasts. And uh, they tend to, to stick uh, to, uh, to have a small group of friends in my school. At least that's what I saw. And I remember when I was uh, a year before high school graduation, all the gays were kicked out of the school because it's. What? A, I know, I know. It's it's a Catholic school, and they oh. got kicked out. And it, that's why when when we were in the last two years, we were like, where are the other? Where are the girls? That's what they call. That's what we call them. Oh really? Yeah, but like endearingly. Endearingly, because yeah, okay. we already accepted them at that point. We're like 15, yeah. 16 years old, and we're where are the girls? We just you know, no one talked about it, and then we found out that the administration talked to the parents. They told them your wow. kid should change, or they cannot come back next year. But well, the funny thing is, there was a few people who remain in the class and now are transgender. <laughs> they awesome. they got they got through. <laughs> now, what is the difference between um, being transgender and being comfortable with the body that you have and being gay? Um, I have very similar experience from the childhood with um, Raleigh. You know, I'm a transgender woman, and oh. um, so I grew up as a boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I like. Dress up and wear high <laughs> heels, um, but that I feel that I'm that's really me. That I feel like I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not dressed up um, for fun, you know, mm -hmm. or pretending. But yeah. um, but this keep it inside me to my family, so my family didn't know. But um, so and I come to America, live in Cleveland, and I start to know about transgender um, mm -hmm. and get resources from the LGBT center and also receive support 
from Raleigh <laughs> and my friends um, that really um, encouraged me to um, go through the transition. Mm-hmm. So I go to see a therapist um, and then start the HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Okay. And I have a doctor that helped me um, from Metro Health. Metro Health have a LGBT clinic called the Pride Clinic. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yes. They, should, they should promote that. <laughs> yeah. So every Wednesday from 4.30 to 8 o'clock at the McCavity Health Center, that's mm-hmm. the hours for the LGBT Pride Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, so so they really wonderful doctors, really um very sensitive for transgender people mm-hmm. um, to go see them. So, yeah. So f- for you, was it more about y- your body than it is about your preference for the other gender? Yes, yes. Okay, so see, I think a lot of people are still confused and they don't understand, and that's really sad. I think that's what a lot of you probably... Okay, I'm straight, so I would I can't speak for you, but I imagine that's the reason why you had to deal with all the bullying, you know, growing up and coming out, is because a lot of people are still scared. It's different. It's not, I'm putting air quotes, it's not normal. So it it's that fear and that lack of understanding. Yeah, I which, think it's just lack of understanding about 30 years ago. And that's the same thing. Like when Margaret Wong was in here last week talking about... Oh, um, yeah the the uh, Caucasians not understanding the difference between Chinese and Japanese and the death of Vincent Chin back in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> that it, it's the same thing. It isn't really... Um, it isn't really the violence in itself. It's really just the lack of understanding and the fear that stems from that which causes all these brutal behaviors. So what would you like to see change about the understanding towards the LGBT community in the future from the nation as a whole? Okay. Um, basically, the only thing that probably that could make an impact is the fact that we're not really much that difference. Okay, compared to the straight people. Mm-hmm. Okay, the reasons because you know we know how to love. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know how to you know take care of other people too. We know how to socialize. We know how to contribute to the economy and uh, to the community itself. The only difference is that it's the preference in terms of you know who you love. Okay, as well as how you would like to look at, okay? But other than that, okay, there's not much difference. We're just ordinary people who does our thing. We go to school, we go to our work, and do the same thing as what straight people can do. Yeah, for me, I think um, to have equal rights, I mean, um, to have marriage equality, mm-hmm. that means same-sex marriage is recognized in Ohio this very important so that um, we don't feel like um, LGBT people is a second-class citizen mm-hmm. and so should be treated equally with the you know, strict people. You know. That's very important. I want to see that. Yeah, I would like to add about that because uh, basically that's what I'm trying to like say that, you know, equality, especially for marriage equality, is very important because mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, with some of our... Uh, uh, members, okay, they're mostly like what in in the middle age, like somewhere between thirty to uh, forty, but who are partnered for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, there are like things that you take for granted, like you know, when you were young, you're just dating and doing things like here and there. But you know, it's serious when you are living together, mm-hmm. okay? Because there are some issues, like for example, insurance, okay? mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, benefits, benefits, okay, like 
you know, what happens if you go to the hospital and, you know, I mean, in terms of rights of visitation. Right. Things like that are important, too, for our, uh, how do you call this, uh, partners and to our family so that in such a way it protects you, okay? Because right now there's really no protection. No protection in Ohio, not wow. yet. One of the um, <laughs> companies that, that puts a lot of great deal towards same-sex uh, partners is a company called Progressive Insurance. <laughs> Where you used to work. <laughs> Where you used to work. And uh, Progressive Insurance recognizes your partner as if you're the husband or the wife. And they, they give ample benefits and recognizes them all with the proper rights. Do you feel like there's been a lot of strides being taken in the government here to help promote equal rights? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. Um, there's um, um organization called Equality Ohio, and um, they have been the drive to get um, marriage equality mm -hmm. happening in Ohio. So I've helped with there's more than 30 states recognize same-sex marriage already. That's, yeah, that's but Ohio yeah. is not one of them. Yeah. So. You know, I thought that when Obama took away the don't ask, don't tell, that it would be a natural shoe. And I'm still surprised that there's still states like Ohio that are so stubborn about yeah, it. Yeah, because so. um, hey, the governor is uh, of a particular party that does not support that. That's why. Oh, I didn't know it was yeah. a political issue. I didn't think it was hinged on just the governor as a political issue. It's Let a political issue because um, the um, state Senate is also leaning, uh, is, is Republican, and it, it the House, it's not a, a federal thing. It is a state uh, yeah, issue. So the law has to be voted on by state officials. Hmm. So, and the governor can veto any uh, law, just like the president can veto Congress and Senate. And actually, you know, just because we're disagreeing with this one thing about Ohio, Cleveland's still a great place to live, by the oh, way. Oh, it is we a great place Cleveland. to live. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So speaking of which, what brought the two of you to Cleveland? Oh, yeah, uh, I was offered actually a job. Mm -hmm. okay, and, you know, I'm coming from Boston because I went to graduate Ooh. school. Oh, there. Boston. Okay, and I remember this very well. because my first job after, you know, my uh, PhD graduation. So I said, okay, let's go somewhere else. Are you Plus, when I came uh, from the Philippines, okay, like, you know, way back before I went to uh, graduate school, I actually uh, went to school in Ohio University in Athens. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. yeah. Party school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find it more appealing in terms of, like, lifestyle. It's more comfortable. Mm -hmm. okay, not so fast-paced. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I'm here. For me, um, my family came here first. Um, my sister got married, and they live in Cleveland and then she sponsored my mom and my mom sponsored me to come here. So I moved here to this Cleveland 1988. It's oh. quite a long time. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't feel bad about it. And I you mean, haven't yeah. left. I haven't left. I thought about wanting to move to San Francisco. It's mm -hmm. so LGBT yeah. over there. <laughs> big community there. Yes, big community over there and closer to Asia, but I stick one for my family. What do you yeah. think about the snow here? So it's way too much. <laughs> Even though I live here like 26 years, 27. I yeah. lost wow. kinds of that. But it just can it's hard to deal with the snow and cold weather for me. So that it would be 26 years if it was in 88 because I came here in 87 and I've been here for 27 years. So yes. 
the Caucasian people, one Caucasian girl in particular in the class had a difficult time understanding the concept and felt like she constantly was entitled to speak up. And the teacher, even though she had made her point, continued to cut this girl off and took it even further. And I, the end example she was trying to set was that if you are a person of color in this country and, you know, in old times, and even sometimes now, you're not seen as a person, first and foremost, you're seen as a person of this color. And then you're seen as a man or a woman, and then beyond that, like where you're from, your background. Mm. Whereas if you're a Caucasian in this country, you're seen either first as a man or woman, and then everything else. Mm. So it's like that added, it's an added separation that the people of color or of race have to get over to get past to be able mm-hmm. to to be able to begin proving that they can do whatever it is that they set out to prove to do. So it seems here that like race like as you mentioned was was an issue here because you weren't operating on the same page as what um the small college was used to whereas the accent in particular is how it comes out and um yeah i mean i guess in some ways it's like it even overshadowed any other possible things it could have discriminated you for especially for transgender people um sometimes you know they might be um discriminated because they are transgender you know because um Maybe they look different than the ID that we show, mm-hmm. so that just yeah they face a lot of discrimination. I can kind of understand that because I had really short blonde hair and I look like a little blonde boy in my driver's license photo. So two That'd years after the photo, I didn't know that I was twenty one. I was the punk rock star somewhere in okay. my head. I had really <laughs> short like bob cut with blonde hair, and then my hair grew out. And I stopped bleaching it, and people were like. This is you. <laughs> yeah, here's my, my student ID. <laughs> you know, so I had to kind of prove that it was I didn't steal it from a blonde boy. So <laughs> what? Eh, anything else we can talk about, DJ Lexicon? It's time to Feels ask like our important uh, I feel like it is. Oh no 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 before that I, I need to say oh, something. Okay. So um what what can you um for example if, if an, an Asian boy, teenagers are listening to us right now, and he or she doesn't know what to do. Or even not Asian, just or regular. Or not Asian, mm-hmm. confused about you know, her, her, her or his gender. What what advice can you give them? Um, in terms of my gender, um, there's a several um, organization. Um, of course, they could reach out to Asians and friends, you know, if they're Asian, and they um, feel comfortable to you know, have someone Asian to talk about, you know, their um, experience or their issues. And then we could give them, um, direct them some resources that they could get. Um, For example, um, there's a group called Trans Family, um, which is a um, social support group for transgender people. Um, They meet once a month and they you know, so it's just to get to know more other transgender people. And then there's the other group. It's an you know, advocacy group. It's called Trans Ohio, um, which is based in Columbus, um, but could be reached through Facebook and website and email. That's, that's great, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also another group. Actually, it's called Prison, okay, which is basically uh, particularly for the youth group. Okay, for the LGBT youth group, mm-hmm. so that's also another like you know organization that they may uh, want to tap into, especially for uh, younger like the teen, the teens and uh, younger younger people. 
but all I can advise to all the uh, you know teenagers like you know Asian gay Asian like you know prospective gay Asian is that it'll get better okay and there's a lot of resources okay that you can access into yes and I, I would encourage our listeners to attend the parade yes. I actually one of my friends bless his heart sometimes he could be a little bit ignorant he's like I don't want to go because I don't want the boys to hit on me I'm like you're not that attractive <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I did not know there was a parade, so I will definitely be looking that up this yes, summer. Yes, this normally um, happened like the end of June. Okay. The last, yeah. So it's not really raining anymore. No. no. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too hot, and yeah, that's cool. And, and to the parents of, uh, you know, if, if they think that their kids are gay, I mean, try to try to understand. They're still here. Yes, they're still your kids. Try I don't to have understand. kids, but if my cats were gay, I'd be okay with uh, it. You know, that was really dumb. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but if any of my siblings were, I would be understanding. Yeah, you, you would be understanding because it, it might be something heavy, and we don't want you know teens killing themselves. Or you don't want Leah their Alcorn's <laughs> story to repeat itself. Yeah, that's so. that's not it's not worth it to. Yeah, that has to be terrible. I mean, to be pushed to that point. But, um, but you know, let's end things on a lighter note. And, of course, if anybody wants to reach out, the website, again, is afcleveland.org. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so here's a question for both of you. What is your favorite Asian dish? And will you cook for us? <laughs> because DJ Lexicon doesn't cook. <laughs> hey, I bring the ingredients. I am the gatherer. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll bring the stuff and you can cook it for him. <laughs> the Asian dish... That I have to cook, my favorite Asian dish <laughs> that I have to cook, not just eat. Oh, you can uh, give us two different answers, one for your favorite okay. to eat and one for your favorite to cook. I think, yeah, my favorite dish that I like to cook is stir fries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Salad, vegetable, um, yu tai, yao toy, um, galan, Chinese broccoli, uh-huh. yeah, and with some chicken or beef with... Um, um, with the the sauce, soy sauce, and yeah, it really tastes good. Oh. I eat that a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry now. I oh. had an early lunch, and it's been a while. So. <laughs> what about to eat? What is your favorite Asian dish to eat? To eat? Mm-hmm. Um, I like like banquet style, like a lobster, mm-hmm. steamed fish. Um, oh. Those some walnuts. These like, people are starting to make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> always at this point. Oh, I, I think this is our way to like build up our appetite. Oh we say this yes, almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what about you, Raleigh? What's your favorite Asian dish? Well, well, first of all, you know I love to cook chicken stir fry. Okay, and I love vegetables like squash, bok choy, uh, broccoli. You know, red pepper. Okay, and then I mix it with chicken. And then I put like a little bit of like you know uh, a combination of hoisin sauce and soy sauce, okay, with, a, with a pinch of sugar, brown Details. sugar. Details. I love, I love it. To die for. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. Raleigh. Raleigh, what kind of soy sauce do you use? Uh, uh soy sauce, uh, silver swan, of silver course. Silver swan, okay. silver swan, really? It's a Filipino uh, brand. Oh, soy sauce. okay. I, I use. Asked, <laughs> I asked him that because there's a different kind of soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't know that. I use kikkoman. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Kikkoman soy sauce. Light yeah. or regular? A regular. Light, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I use light. <laughs> I use light. I don't need all that sodium in my blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
just a couple of drops of regular okay. lemon. So moderation. Because yes. in the Philippines there are soy sauce that has lemon built into the right. soy sauce. Really? Oh yeah, it's it's already there. You don't have to mix it. Now, is it actually good? Because Pepsi with lime and lemon is gross. Oh, the, no, that's actually some of the uh, marinade used in some of uh, dishes. Well, it depends on where you, where you put it. If it's like a marinade, uh, it's good, okay? But for stir-fry, it's different. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm intrigued with the hoisin uh, soy sauce combo. I haven't tried yeah, it. You've never tried that? Oh. I mean, I, I, I have both ingredients, but I've never tried it in a, in a stir-fry thing. Oh, I cook for you. All right, come over. I'm there too. (laughs) (laughs) And I have some baby bok choys in my fridge, and I think I'm going to try that. And speaking speaking of lemon, uh, recently I've been using lemongrass a lot, and I'm surprised at how much it actually tastes like lemon in the Mm. cooking. What's that? Lemongrass? You could buy it at like the Asian food stores. They sell them in packets. It's like a liquid or powder. It's a it's a grass. Oh, oh. it's like a really tall plant, and it's like flat, and it's about maybe a little bit less than an inch wide. How do you? Chop it up. Oh, just chop it up. Okay. Yeah, or bake with it. I don't know. Bake. It, it actually tastes really good. So, oh. well, mm. ladies and gentlemen, we are at the top of our hour. We would like to thank our special guests today, Cindy and Raleigh, and DJ Alexicon. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week. See you later. Thank Bye. you. Thank you.